This is Coffee After Dark, Episode 2. I'm Nikolai. And I'm Savitha. Alright, so as we mentioned last time, we're going to do a little bit of a get to know us. So Savitha, if you want to start with the questions. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, we run Aconite Cafe, which is a publishing company. Yes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want to add anything to the tale of that? And book blog? No, I, I would say that's pretty concise for a publishing company. So do you want to answer the why Aconite question? Originally, our catchphrase was something to the effect of, uh, if the drinks don't kill you, we have books for that. And so going with that, I just chose a poison that people should know. And so landed on Aconite. Do you know what Aconite is? What it does? No. You don't? No. Oh, it's super good. I don't know what the side effects are. I didn't know you didn't know that. That's a good one. Yeah, Wolfsbane? Yes. So it um, it doesn't actually kill loading WebMD. It's going to tell us we have cancer yes. if we ingest aconite. So it's a plant. The root is used as medicine. However, aconite contains some poisonous chemicals. In Hong Kong, aconite is the most common cause of severe... Whoa, no of severe poisoning from herbs. And in Asia, the toxicity is usually related to the use of aconite in traditional medicines. Um, and then in Western countries, people are poisoned just by eating the plant. <laughs> so what do you do at Aconite Cafe? Oh, I'm just the writer. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the easy job. Uh, I suppose I am also marketing and tech support. I suppose I also handle our uh, customer relations with any other authors. I think that I handle some customer relations with other authors as well. Well, you do, because <laughs> I would argue that you're PR, right? Yeah, definitely so, PR with authors and readers. So, Sabatha, what do you do at Aconite Cafe? Pretty much everything. Okay. <laughs> Write like 99% of the blog posts. I do about 99% of the lists. And all of the YouTube videos, minus like the two that you've done. Oh, yeah. You should pick up more on that. Oh, I suppose I'm also the sound engineer, right? I think you just wanted that fancy title. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Author wasn't enough. I needed sound engineer. It sounds way more professional. Mm. <laughs> engineer has been overused. <laughs> really, as an author, you're just a word engineer. Oh, that's a... There we go. I'm no longer an author. I am a word engineer. <laughs> I didn't always like the phrase wordsmith, so I'm a word engineer. No one will question when your next book is coming out and uh, all of those other questions yeah. that people ask when you tell them that you're an author. <laughs> um. So, um, Aconite Cafe is broken up into two sections. We have the writer tribe and the reader tribe. And right now we've combined them onto the same Discord server and you can choose to be a part of one or the other or both. And I guess you could change it up every week depending on what you wanted to look at. That'd be that, complicated, so don't do that. But you okay. could. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we wanted to appeal to 
readers, of course, because we are readers, but also writers, because we find so much uh, good information that we want to be able to share for free with other authors that are in the same place that we are or have been. Do you have anything to add to that? I don't think so. I, I feel like right now we're just in the growth period. Yeah. And so everyone is welcome. <laughs> everyone will be welcome all the time. Which I think leads to question number, what is that, seven? Are we accepting submissions? Actually, we are. Oh, okay. I just set up on Acnite Cafe. I don't even think I told you about this. So I did just set up a Write for Us page. Okay. And, um, well, we aren't so, bleh, accepting book submissions. We are accepting article and short story submissions. Yes, because we're looking at doing an anthology later this year. Yes, but that is not on this page yet. I should put a, if you're interested on this page, though. Ooh, that's a good idea. Well, submissions, and then obviously we'll reach out and invite certain authors. So it's going to be aconitecafe.com slash write for us. And um, I'm going to fix that in like two seconds. I don't have this posted anywhere yet. Like you are learning fresh off the press okay. information. To clarify, uh, default WordPress will put hyphens in between your words, which is a horrible way to do a URL. Do not do that. <laughs> and I am horrible about catching it doing that. And so a lot of the time it still has the hyphens, but I am going to go switch this one since we're looking at it now. Okay. Um, but there's two different sections. The first section is just regular write for us, and it has um, short story submissions, or you can compile lists and um, do article submissions on either topics for readers or for writers. And I had a lot of people in a lot of my writer groups that were interested in finding blogs that they could uh, guest post on right. to help build their portfolio for guest posts and for like short stories and stuff like that. And... I thought that we would be a totally awesome platform since we have a reader base we do. for those type of submissions. And we have a fairly strong SEO ranking, uh, especially given how long we've been around. And so then after that, I also have um, advertising through sponsored posts for BookSpot flights and product okay. reviews and stuff like that on this page as well. Right. Which is really just purchasing the specific date to get a post posted on. Right. Okay. So, let me go back to the questions. So, as you can see, when it comes to the site, <laughs> Save it is running everything. Yes. So. This may be my publishing company, but I am not involved. I am the silent partner. <laughs> <laughs> Which is extremely fitting for the author. So enough about Aconite Cafe. Let's talk about us. <laughs> okay. So, do you want to tell the story about how we met? Oh, no, you can tell that. No, you tell it better. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're the storyteller. All right. One mediocre day. <laughs> that was the best look ever. I don't even remember what class that was. I was going to name the class but i don't remember what communication class that was do you that was deception it was yeah so one day so that'd be like deception 3300 or something our professor was late for class and we were waiting in the hall 
because the door was locked and I was minding my own business because I'm not a people person. So I talked to no one. (laughs) And Nikolai came up to me and asked me if I enjoyed shitty music. That's a direct quote. And he probably got the notion that I might enjoy shitty music because uh, earlier that week we had done an About Us speech where they make everybody go around the room and tell fun facts about them. And at that point, my major goal in life was to own a record store. So I only talked about the massive amounts of music I owned. (laughs) And so I told him, I guess. And then he invited me to a gay club on what was that free night what was what was wednesdays was it free night wednesday something happened on wednesdays and that's why we went on wednesdays i don't remember what the special was there was something i think it was like free i think you got in free maybe it was either you got in free or shots were half price something to that effect yeah um and i think wednesday was karaoke night as well that's what it was it was that's what it was wednesday was karaoke night and so that's why we went and so when me and my friend showed up there we had already been at another bar drinking, and then we came to that one. <laughs> and um, I should also precursor this with, I had already tried to um, talk to you. I don't know if you remember me telling you this story. Whenever we had the Maymester class, oh, okay. I had reached out to James. This would have been about two months before. And um, he ignored my message on Facebook. I was super distraught, but I couldn't find you on Facebook. You will never find me on Facebook. (laughs) At the time, I did not realize this. But I was like, geez. (laughs) So then I was excited that we were in two classes together in the fall because I spent all summer trying to get a hold of you guys. And um, so anyways, so when we arrived at the club, I decided that um, I was just going to take you home with me. So I went and sat in your lap. Yep. And then we went home. This this is literally how she introduces herself. She says hi and sets in my lap. <laughs> and then I don't think you left my house for like six months. No, it wasn't quite that long because we ended up getting an apartment. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> One could say that you still did not leave my house. Though. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> Good times. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the entire time that we've been together, in the nine years, we've only really been apart maybe a total of a couple of months. Probably. Yeah, I would say less than three months total. Yeah. So, you know. (laughs) A week, a year, we're we're doing pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the appropriate amount of distance. (laughs) (sighs) So, Sabatha, what is your favorite drink? My favorite drink would have to be, honestly, it's probably that six-shooter from Mojo's. I'm not going to lie. That is our local coffee shop, independently owned. (laughs) And that coffee is large enough that a big gulp would not hold it. (laughs) Um, The two of us can drink it, and we are both jittery for the rest of the afternoon. I don't think I ever get jittery. You start talking to strangers. That's you jittery. (laughs) If you socialize, you are jittery. That's probably true. It's just so good. It it is delicious. It is a lot of I don't know what they're doing there, but it's like the perfect combination of like sugar, coffee, cream, like uh, icy situation. Yeah, no, 
It's a work of art. Yeah. But it's also like $10 or yeah. something crazy. So, <laughs> uh, I think it's only 8 Oh, maybe it is less than that. I was thinking it was around 10 but I'm probably just adding the... Uh... And it is definitely large enough for two people to split. <laughs> this is a giant coffee. Those girls always give us wide eyes when we order it, like you're just ordering it for yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's probably my favorite drink. But like other than that, um, dirty chai is probably my second favorite. It's something I can make at home and like have. Right. Yeah. Ever since we started uh, making our own chai mix and putting it into the coffee directly. Yeah. Yeah. That's delicious. I'm going to go with butter coffee. Ugh. I have really grown fond of it. Ugh. I only thought that I was a lover of butter. <laughs> I am an amateur. <laughs> it's not the butter. like It tastes like butter. Like That's all I can taste is butter. Nah. And that butter doesn't taste like butter. That butter tastes, I mean, it's probably because it is butter. And so it doesn't taste like what I'm used to as butter. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's organic happy cows making happy butter. <laughs> Not highly processed, <laughs> yellow dyed, sugary butter. Yeah, or worse, margarine. <laughs> oh. So yeah, the butter coffee that I'm drinking every morning. It uh, that's a nice crazy. little pep in my step. I I can't do it. I've tried <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> this is coming from a person who will drink drink drip coffee. You know what? You got to do what you got to do. There's only one more question left. Oh, okay. What's the last? That is the most cliche question possible. What is your favorite book, Nikolai? Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) That'd be The Rise of a Merchant Prince by Raymond E. Feist. It's one of the books that definitely solidified I'm going to be an author. When did you read this book first? Mm, I don't know. That'd be a couple years ago now, but yeah. At least a couple of years ago now. Fascinating. Um, I mean, I don't know. When I was going to be an author before then. Well, but, I mean, <laughs> but once I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that's the bar." Okay, so I need to achieve beyond this. <laughs> <laughs> Is that saying that it's a low quality book? What do you mean, achieve beyond this? <laughs> no, it's just that book is playing with the themes that I like to play with in my own works, and so it was the first time I ever saw economics taken seriously inside a fantasy realm oh okay that makes um, a lot of sense there's you. a lot of other stuff going on in there that um would be giving away too much of my own story if i talked about the themes but <laughs> if you uh if you evaluate it you would definitely see the influence and so that book made me go okay so i need to do my economics a little more intently than that and so i've always tried to take it one step further because where that bar was set i was like okay just one step beyond that is probably the right level because i don't want to be I don't want an economics textbook to push somebody off. That would be unenjoyable for all involved. Um, But if this is a deserted island and I get to pick another, (laughs) I am also going to take The Eyes of the the Dragon by Stephen King, which is an extremely obscure book, but amazing. I've actually been seeing that one pop up a lot more. I think it's because they're making it into a show or a movie. Yeah, I think they're going to turn it into a movie. I don't know how you'd make a TV show out of it. This book is like 200 pages. It's small. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it'd make a great movie. It's very cinematic in the way that it's written. Um, 
King writes it in a very similar manner to the way Tolkien wrote The Hobbit, so the narrator voice is very heavy. Um, it has this set down on my lap and I'll tell you a story feel to it. And it deals with the very um, clear-cut black and white, like good and evil type of idea. But then it gives it a slight twist at the end to where you introduce Grey. And so I thought it was a, I thought it was a neat book, uh, especially since it apparently fits into King's entire universe, which come to find out that every single one of his books interlocks in a behind-the-scenes manner. I have not read that much of King, but that is super impressive that uh, The Eyes of the Dragon fits in the exact same universe as, say, Shawshank Redemption. I'm going to have, like, is this an article you read? Because now I'm going to have to Google this. Because I've read a lot of Stephen King, and I did not know this. Um, it has to do with the Dark Tower. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the one that completely solidifies that they're all interplaying. I have um, not read any of the Dark Tower. I've read the first two, I believe. Okay. I'm going to have to... Uh... Reading Westerns isn't exactly my thing. And <laughs> it is... It's pretty heavy in there. <laughs> However, Western films, I'm pretty into. So, what about you? What is your favorite book? So, my favorite book, I was kind of looking back through. But I guess I would have to pick Slowly, 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 Said the Sloth. By Eric Carle. <laughs> it's the best sloth book I have ever read. There are not a lot of sloth books. You are correct. There are not a lot of sloths. Like, why aren't sloths written into fantasy? You should put a sloth in one of your books. Because it kills pacing. <laughs> <laughs> there are animals that never appear in fantasy books, and it makes me so sad. Like the... Um, narwhals? Narwhals. Narwhals yes. never appear in fantasy. And they're meant for fantasy. I know. But they're the real world unicorn. JT Williams. Yes. He puts narwhals in his book. Yeah. They are very important to the story. Oh, they're like. Yes. Uh, integral a, to the plot. It is a crucial character in the story. Okay. That I'm currently reading. Well, just for you, I will make a sloth, <laughs> a key character that does something important. Good. He needs to be like holding the world or something. I was thinking I'd make him a librarian. <laughs> Right? There you go. Because how badass would it be to go read in the library if your librarian was a sloth? I mean, it wouldn't be that awesome if the librarian had to go and get you the books and bring them to you. It's a team. They, they, they trade off. They each have a two-hour shift. It's like the perfect job. <laughs> and take the whole two hours to bring one book to you. You better know what you want to read. <laughs> That can be the, that library's gimmick. <laughs> like how uh, Scott Lynch's uh, library was had the uh, monsters in it, and it had to, uh, you had to return the... They had special people that returned the books. Right. Your library's gimmick can be that it takes two hours to get a book because a sloth is going and getting it. Um, that's his stacks. new novella in the stacks? Yeah, that's not new. Super old. Well, he redid it. He expanded upon it. I've, from what I understand, it went from a short story into a full-blown novella. But everyone should go read it because it's like the best library book I've, or a book about libraries that I have ever read. Yeah. And there's not that many books about libraries. I mean, there's it's starting to grow. 
I've noticed that it's been an up and coming. I think that's uh, in large part due to Rothfuss, right? <laughs> that Rothfuss was... made libraries awesome again. <laughs> They're the forbidden place. It's kind of weird, though, because that would be the best spot to have, like, weird stuff going on. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, I think Lynch's envisioning of it is brilliant. I don't want to say more and, like, spoil it, but. Yeah. I thought it was extremely well done. And um, at first, it didn't feel like him. But when you get to the end, by the yeah. end of the journey, you're like, oh, yeah, that's Lynch. <laughs> 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 Which I am so excited for the next Gentleman Bastards. But that's not my real pick for my book. Oh, oh, okay. There is a second one for <laughs> yeah. Desert Island Rules. <laughs> yes. Oh. I had to look it up because oh, I don't actually see, know the full title. <laughs> this is this is exactly what I thought it would be. <laughs> now, to, I, I'm just going to uh, set the story up here. I'd been trying to get her to read Rothfuss for about five years now, right? And every time I'd bring it to her, she's like, oh, no, that book is too big. So... <laughs> For one of the world builders, I bought the signed deluxe edition of The Name of the Wind. And she looked at it, she's like, oh, that's a beautiful cover. And then she looked at it again and went, nope, that's too big to read. <laughs> but you know what she will read? Uh, so we were in the library, our local library. And um, we're our local library is in order by last name, not by genre. Which, honestly, if you run a library out there... Do not do this. This is absurd. You the only genres anything. are children, young adult, and large print in yeah. general fiction. Yeah. And so everything else. And so then it's all in order by last name. So um, Nikolai was looking for a book near the R's. <laughs> I don't even remember what you were looking at, but I was just uh, perusing the shelves. And I saw this cute book and it was tiny and I was like, oh, this looks like fun. So I open the cover and I start reading the first page and like... I think it says it like four times in his initial author notes at the beginning. Do not read this book first. You're not going to like it. You're not going to understand it. It's not going to be for you. And so I was like, well, I think that he's challenging me. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted, good sir. <laughs> exactly. So I checked it out immediately and devoured it. And it was an amazing book that really speaks to anybody that experiences um, anxiety at a serious level and um, a little bit of depression and all of that kind of mental illness. Um, he does a really good job at painting a very calm picture. Are you going to tell everybody what the name of this book is? No, I'm not. I'm going to leave it in the show notes. Um, no, I'm not done with my story. I will tell the name at the end of the story. I'm sorry. See, just calm down. So then I had to buy the book, obviously, because we needed to own a physical copy of it, even though I'm not a manual reader. And um, Nikolai wanted to read it super bad because I was talking about it so much. Mind you, I still had not read the first and second book of the actual series that it's a part of. And so he had to go check it out at the library because I wouldn't let him read my physical copy because I didn't want him to crack the spine. It is sequestered with a handful of other books in her private library <laughs> that I can see at all times, but not touch. I do not need your greasy fingers on the elite books. The elite books. <laughs> Don't lie. These are cozy mysteries. <laughs> Only one set is Cozy Mysteries, and that is an amazing series by Aaron Johnson. It is on my... It, everyone needs to go and read. It is... It's on my 2019 to read. 
It is a step above any cozy mystery that I have read. It's actually on my summer reading because I get bonus points. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the Patrick Raffis book that I am speaking about is The Slow Regard of Silent Things. And I've also discovered that the UK cover is purple. Oh, yes. Where the US version is blue, and I need the purple cover. We will get you a UK version. Uh, I will also point out that the audiobook is read by Rafis himself, which if you've ever heard him give a long talk or read his children's books, the picture ones, his voice is amazing. And so the audiobook is just the best ever. I'm probably like 30% of the way through book two. The Wise Man's Fear? Yes. Yeah. On the audiobook. Ah, okay, yeah. That is not him speaking. That is somebody else. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who's speaking. I don't either. I wish I could name the narrator, but I can't. Do you think it will tell me on Amazon? Wow, this book has 5,000 reviews. Could you imagine having 5,000 reviews on a book? You know what? I'll celebrate when I hit 50. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying 5,000. That's a lot. It should say in here, shouldn't it? Who narrates it? Mm, I don't know, to be honest. It does not. That's a shame. Oh, wait. Yes, it does. Nick Podell. Podell? I hate names. Why can't everybody just be John Smith? Exactly. I clicked on it, and it took me to all the books that he narrates, which is a Uh, ton. (laughs) Yeah, I would go Nick Podell. It's P-O-D-E-H-L. I was like, where are you seeing that at? <laughs> it's in the search engine. My bad. <laughs> you know, I should be able to uh, pronounce names given that I write fantasy with all the weird names. I'm not even going to get into name issues. <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we will can I, that discussion for next time. I am currently done with fantasy authors and crazy names. <laughs> well, then I guess we will wrap this one up. This has been Coffee After Dark. <laughs>